0: Morning after with Nick and Big J. 7:51. You know, one of the biggest deals around right now is uh, J- Chris Hardwick. I'll tell you what, he's a uh, part of the Nerdist podcast. He's got Nerdist.com. He's the host of the Talking Dead on AMC. Also host of At Midnight on Comedy Central. There's so many things he can talk about, and we're gonna try to cover all those bases as he joins us on the phone right now. Chris, how are you, man? Good. How are you? We're good. God, I, I can't believe you actually have uh, time to talk to us. Man, you're like the busiest man in the world. How, how do you find the time to do all the stuff that you do?
1: Well, fortunately morning radio happens before the rest of the world has gotten up. So this is the first time I used to do morning radio, so I I, I know I know the drill.
0: I was going to say, "Welcome back to the terrestrial yeah. side of things, man. We've missed you."
1: <laughs> it is I don't when I think about the when I think about the life that I had when I was doing morning radio uh, like 15 years ago, I'm like, "Oh, the alarm just went up at 3:30 in the morning, <laughs> and the, the rest of the world isn't not ready to get up." It is it, it it's like waking up in a coffin. <laughs> I
2: don't know how you guys do it. It, uh, it well, and, and then getting a chance to talk to you, and the fact of your radio background, it gives us hope that someday we might have something worthwhile to do down, <laughs> down the road. Well, One day, it, so it's yeah, great to pull see. Up
1: every morning. Yeah, it's great to pull see. Up every sick. morning out of bed. I've been to Boise too. I like I like Boise. I've been to Driggs. Driggs, I know. It's a good
2: good town. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of. It would be a good place for a zombie apocalypse.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Like, yeah, you just, you just got the Tetons right there, right? <laughs> you know, like you could, you're almost sort of wedged in. You might be in good shape. You actually might be in pretty good shape. How much, how much
2: of your time, Chris, do you spend trying to survive, uh, or at least mentally think about surviving uh, zombies? I do do this weird thing while, where, I mean, if I go into a new
1: public space, I look at all the exits. I look at what furniture could be broken down to create weapons. Just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. You don't know. You never know.
0: You're like a zombie marine. You know 17 ways to kill somebody.
1: That doesn't mean that I could do it. <laughs> I had.
2: You, 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 I, I, would, I, I think I would like to see a, a shirt printed up that says, I survived Marilyn Manson. I can survive a zombie attack.
1: I'll tell you, that did, that did actually make me feel a lot more confident about getting through a zombie apocalypse. Like, okay, this guy came on, probably going to be okay. Probably going to be okay. Uh, I don't know what Marilyn Manson Doing before he came on the show, <laughs> I think it was alcohol related. But who's to say? Uh, and at a certain point, and I love that stuff because I'm a comic, and so when I get a heckler in a show, half of my shows are just talking to the audience at my live shows. So I really did want to just veer into him as much as possible and, and, and screw around with him. But I, I had to keep the show on track, and so at a certain point, I had to start shutting him down. Like I, I had to be a jerk because if I didn't, he wouldn't. Completely taken over the show with uh, with non sequitur nonsense. So uh, you know, and people are so mad. I've never seen people so mad online about something <laughs> that was not that was non life threatening as, as Marilyn Manson uh, rambling on the show. You know,
2: um, obviously we're big fans of The Walking Dead, but I, I can't, you know, and, and I'm not just kissing your butt here, it's, I don't feel like uh, my experience is complete without watching The Talking Dead afterwards, because there is such great information in it, and you know, you have usually somebody who, who's a part of the show, and, and you get some great insight into what's going on, and you know, after all, I mean, the whole point of this is that we're, we're all kind of real nerds when it comes to this, and it's a place to, to gather, and you being a part of that, how has that been been for you, because I know that that part of that is that you're a huge fan of The Walking Dead, of course.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's as a job, it's ridiculous because all I have to do is just watch a show and talk about it. I mean, that's it. There's no, there's no other prep. I watch the show on Sunday, um, a couple hours before everyone else does, and then we do the show, and that's it. It's, you know, like we come up with, you know, I'll talk to the producers and say this stuck out to me or this stuck out or what does this mean? and we'll come up with a framework of questions, but they're just jumping off points. It's really just a conversation. I think with a show like Walking Dead, you kind of, there's something like Bad and Breaking Bad, you know, there are a handful of shows on TV that you need to talk to someone after the show because your mind is, is being yanked in a million different directions, and so you just, you kind of need a little bit of therapy before you get into bed, and So I think that's what we give people.
0: And then on the other side of that, you got At Midnight on Comedy Central, which just debuted a couple of, uh, of days ago, and it's it's doing well. It's hilarious. You get to work with some of the funniest people on Earth. And whose idea was that? Was that something that you came up with and pitched and said, hey, this would be a good idea for a show?
1: No, it's, the funny part is I, did, I got to do this show because I did another pilot for Comedy Central a year ago, uh, and they were like, no, not so much. <laughs> that one didn't go that well. <laughs> so uh, they said, you know, but like my friend... Tom um, Lennon and Ben Garand uh, from Reno 911 and, and Funny or Die were doing this other show that was sort of a it was a game show about Twitter. And so they said, would you want to do that? And I watched the pilot, and it was, it was hilarious. I mean, like, the, the joke per minute ratio on the show was really high. And so when I came on and, was, you know, became a producer on the show with the rest of those guys, we decided to expand it beyond Twitter and just make it all social media, like, any kind of social media, social community interaction, like, that was going to be to source material uh, you know, for the questions in the game show that the comics could then write jokes about and make fun of. I mean, if, if you've ever seen like a British panel show, there's a ton of them in England. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of shows like this in England. We don't have them. So um, it, it, it's just a fun way to kind of make fun of things.
0: It's great, and then, you know, you are kind of in the middle of all that, and, and serious question, man, I mean, you've got so much going on between the podcast and the hosting duties and the talking dead and all the other stuff that you do. Is there an end game here? Is there, like, a goal that you're like, you know what, here's what I want to do uh, when when things are all said and done? Is it like, a talk show kind of deal, or, or what's, the, uh, what's the idea behind it?
1: Well, I think I, I, w- I would really like to do this show for a while, um, and we'll find out, you know, by the end of the year if we're going to come back next year and do it you know, even more regularly. But, uh, yeah, I kind of like what I'm doing, I, you know? I do Talking Dead. I do the show during the week. I do podcasts. I run the Nerdist company and we produce stuff or certainly produce other television. So, and I do stand-up on the weekends when I I can, so that's really, you know, for me, it's always all about stand-up. Like, anything that gets
0: And you know, I imagine that probably wasn't the end game when you started doing radio back in the day. You were like, you know, I want to be the uh, the go to guy on all things nerd pop culture. But you have become that. And is it is it a daunting task to try on t- to stay on top of everything that you need to be on top of to do your job correctly?
1: Um, I mean, it definitely is. Um, it's definitely a bunch of part time things that have become a full time career. Yeah. But when I was when I first started the business, you couldn't pitch anything with the word nerd in it because it, they. Entertainment didn't felt it was too niche And so they would never let you do it They thought the nerds were basically, you know, lived under a rock And then they slowly began to realize In the early 2000s after, like, you know When when people started getting broadband uh, Internet and then With X-Men and Spider-Man And all these comic book movies that were Well done And they sort of realized, oh, actually This is a very large, powerful group That we should make things make, Make big budget things for you know, it happened in the early two thousands mid two thousands when I realized like, oh, I can actually start working on things that I really genuinely care about as opposed to just taking, you know, jobs hosting dating shows or whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's really that's really that's really what it was. That's when I kind of decided to start doing things that I only, only, that I only cared about. And i
0: tell you what, man, the passion shows. The uh, podcast is amazing. You can check that out, the Nerdist podcast. And then uh, Talking Dead, of course, on Sundays after The Walking Dead at Midnight On, on Comedy Central every weeknight. And uh, Chris, man, it was good catching up with you. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, guys. Take you Later.